0: The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, Welcome back, my friends, to the Source of Truth podcast, and thanks for joining us as we take time to study God's Word. That is the source of truth. And I'm glad you're with us today. The Bible teaches us this is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it and i hope you have a great day i hope you hope you're keeping your eyes on the lord this morning uh, we are in first peter chapter number one or chapter number five i'm sorry i don't know why i jumped back all the way to chapter one. First peter chapter number five as we work our way through the final chapter of this book and i hope this has been an encouragement and a help to you That is my desire. My desire is to help our church and to encourage us daily. And as we just take 10 to 12 minutes a day out of our day to look into God's Word and be challenged and encouraged in it. First Peter chapter 5, we're going to pick up in verse 5, which technically kind of rolls under the same context of chapter verse 4 that we spoke about yesterday. It kind of it ends one thought, begins another. So chapter 5 verse 5, the Bible says this, Likewise ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder, Yea, all of you, be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. So, really, what we're seeing here is we're seeing several things. We're seeing a final reaction to our, our responsibility to the pastor, then we're seeing how we respond to each other and then how we respond humility to God. So he starts off with, well, likewise, the younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Now there is, there's some debate over whether or not the word elder there means just older or it means the elder. A context gives you the idea it would be elder because literally verse four just talked about the elder. In fact, verse 4 talks about that the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive. The elder shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Likewise, and so he's continuing in the same thought. So in context, you get the idea. Now, why would he say younger? Uh, Really, it would be those underneath, the influence of. There's other words that we could use for it, but the word younger talks about the idea of under the influence of. Uh, Those who would sit under the influence of that elder uh, should uh, submit themselves. Now please understand, I don't necessarily believe. I think sometimes what can happen is the pastor can take this thought and say, well, I am the pastor, I'm the elder, you must submit to me. we got to be very careful. A few verses earlier, the pastor was challenged to be reminded this simple truth. We are not to be lords over them. So please understand, simply here's the premise. The pastor has been given a responsibility to teach the word of God and to shepherd the flock, advise. In fact, Paul told Timothy, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all suffering and doctrine. That is the command given to the pastor. So we come to the pastor not because he himself as of anything great but he has been given a message and generally training but more than that he has been given the hand of God he's been given the grace of God and the anointment of God to lead the place that he's been placed there else why would he be there if we relegate the pastor down just to a teacher and the only thing he does is he gets 30 to 40 minutes Sunday to teach and then I decide what I do with it move on we've missed the biblical responsibility we should be listening because please understand again it's not the pastor leading it the pastor is the voice of God. of the church. God says, I want the church to go in this direction. He leads the pastor to take it that direction. So if we're following the pastor and he's following the word of God, that's what we should do. Obviously, if the pastor decides to become selfish and self-centered and lead to his own benefit, that's a very different perspective. But then he goes on to say something I find intriguing because the three, you know, most of the, the first two things are very difficult to do because they go against our human nature. One, placing ourselves in some level of submission to the teachings of, our, of the pastor. But then two, he says, All of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud, giveth to the humble. He tells us two things. Well, actually one requires the other. We are to submit ourselves one to, eno- or actually says being sub- to be subject one to another. Here's simply what he's saying. He's not, if we're all subject one to another, there's not one person really over others. We are, our desire should be to serve each other. That's what every good leader should do. That's what every sh- Christian should desire to do, is to be in service to another one. And so if we're looking at it from that perspective, what are we being subject to? The needs of the others, the desires of the other, the cares of the others. See, sometimes if we're not careful, we can come to church. And, and we said this we said this before, but it, it bears repeating. We can come to church, and if we're not careful, we can make church about ourselves. Right? We come in, we want it to look a certain way. We want it to sound a certain way. We want it to, you know, fit the mold that we grew up with. We want it to fit the mold that we are comfortable with. And sometimes that means, I want the young kids away from me, put them over there, I want it quiet. I want it this. I want it that. The downside is, then you know, other people are going to come in with very different perspectives of what they hope church would be. Uh, are you either right? No. Romans 14 dictates they're both they're both right or wrong. They're both right. That's the thing. If we come in and it has to be my way, we immediately state that the other one who disagrees is wrong. We both come in recognizing that we have a perspective and a preference, and the other person may have a different one, and both should be allowed to enjoy that without judging the others. We also come in with different needs and concerns. Here's the key, if I make it all about me, I've missed the entire point of church. He's telling these people to be less concerned about getting what they want from church or that things turn out their way, and be more concerned about ministering to the hearts of others, many of whom might disagree with them, serving others, a mindset of service is what he's mentioning there. How do we do that? He says, well, he said, we close with humility. For God resisteth the proud, giveth grace unto the humble. So how do we be subject to authority? How do we get subject to others and, and, and minister to others? Well, simple, clothed with humility. I like the fact that he is worth clothed. We're, we're surrounded by. It becomes not only what we're surrounded by, it becomes what we're known as. Now, not false humility, true humility. All right? The desire to say, I can place this person above me in their needs, because, well, humbly, that's what God's just asked me to do. This, you, and by the way, we need, we need the grace from God for this, because God resists the proud. Give his grace to the humble. The idea of resisting literally fights against. So God is fighting against the proud, those who come in wanting things their way, those who come in thinking everything's about them, those who come in demanding things are being done a very specific way or wanting their way and willing to cause any level of damage to make that happen. They won't say it that way. They say they're fighting for right, but the cause... Uh, so many times recoverable damage as a result of this, and God resists those people. Well, they can make it work, they can walk around and you know, make everything look good in their lives, but the fact is God is in resistance to them, and this is where I wonder sometimes if Christians don't spend their life really not enjoying God's blessing because their pride keeps them from enjoying it. They, they can put on the great conformity and the traditional front of Christian, but they're not enjoying God's blessing uh, simply because God's resisting their pride. So he says, be humble before that. Humility, replacing, preferencing other people, even people we may not get along with, above ourselves. This is so anti our human nature, but it's what God has designed in this mystery, this, this church. Then he goes on to continue, verse six. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Catch this. You have things you hope to do. You have things you hope God will do in your life and allow you to experience and to be able to enjoy in your Christian journey. How do you do it? Humble yourself before God. You see, if I can be subjection to others, or if I can be that servant to others, humble myself, it goes back even further to humble myself before God. Accept the position I'm at, accept where I'm at right now, accept what God's doing in my life right now, embrace it, and let Him, in due time, I know it's not always easy because we love to be in control of these things, we love to be in control of the timing, but in due time, God will do in what he desires to do, as long as we stay where we're planted, where God wants us, and in humility, minister and serve each other as he's asked to do in those times. So then he finishes with, I think, with a very important thing. Because a lot of times, what we're looking at here can be overwhelming. Well, I need help. I need this. I, you know, and we should come to church desiring to have needs fulfilled, in the same case, hoping to, to fulfill, you know, encourage, and fill the needs of other people. But he tells us, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Notice these words he casting. He's not saying offering. He's not saying placing a little bit. The idea of casting is completely throwing off. So if I'm throwing off my care, I'm not leaving any of it on me. If I take a coat and I throw it off on the pew, it's no longer on me, it's no longer around me. Uh, If I'm casting off a care, I'm literally throwing it away from me and giving it to someone else. That's the premise we see here. I'm casting away my care that is consumed me. and then what, what is the care? Literally, it's the word of anxiety. I'm casting aside my anxiety, my fears, my concerns, and I'm putting it on him and casting completely my anxieties on Jesus. Why in the world would I do that? He says, because he careth for you. He careth for me. He careth for you. I can live in humility with him. I can be subjection to other people. I can do the things that are in these verses that I've been asked to do because in these cares that overwhelm me, I can come to him with them and I can cast them in him. And he may use, here's the premise. When I cast those things on him, he then uses these other people that are trying to be a blessing to be encouragement to me. See how this works? And then I can turn on and be a blessing to other people. And that's often how he chooses to work in this area. That's the premise. It's one of the reasons why engagement in church and attendance at church and involvement in these things are huge. Being around other Christians, a major part of how God has designed this to be. And that's one of the says, we see that in these passages. It's not always easy because our human side is prideful. And we fight it daily and God is challenging us to, through his grace, live in humility, trusting God to take care of the things that otherwise uh, we would fight and that we can't do anything else about. And I hope, that, I hope we can learn every day to live in humility to God and then be clothed in that humility as we strive to minister and encourage others. I'll tell you, thanks for joining us again this morning on, on this Wednesday morning, giving me a chance to be part of your day. I hope this is a help. I understand that these challenges specifically are very against our nature. These are not easy to do. That's why the grace of God is needed to do these. But as we allow the grace of God to, to give us strength to do these things, we'll see God working away that we cannot generate on our own. and That's really the desire of a Christian's heart is to see God doing the work, not necessarily us. Again, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate the privilege to be part of your day. We hope you'll join us again tomorrow.